The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Concerns around the number of Gardaí leaving the force and entering Templemore Garda College have been raised by representative bodies. This comes as the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, confirms that official figures show that just about 90 students entered or will enter by the end of the year the Templemore Garda College compared to a target of more than 800, which is what the government was aiming for. With us is uh, Brendan O'Connor, who is Garda Representative Association President. Brendan, the numbers that are, are outlined there, first of all, I would imagine it is going to be some challenge to keep the, the force at uh, its ideal operating contingent, if that's all the uh, recruits you're getting in a given year. Yes, Anton, there's a serious problem emerging that we can see from those figures and you know, it's, it's a far cry from what's been actually announced uh, politically and what's actually been delivered. And that comes, of course, after the, 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 the interruption to recruitment was caused by the pandemic. So certainly it's a very bleak landscape. And we would, as, as, as you outlined there, we were concerned that the numbers are going actually in the wrong way. Why are they going that way? Well, that's something that we don't actually know, which is a bit concerning because um, <laughs> we just, the the, 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 the the recruitment campaigns are advertised open and, of course, it's centralised now through a recruitment process through a central government agency. So we're not really clear on, on the numbers or, or, or the reasons why. So that's something we have actually called for a bit more clarity on. So we don't know whether it's actually that people aren't actually applying or whether they're turning down the position when they're offered. But certainly, it would, it, whatever the reason, it would say that we would say that it's indicative that a clear Nagarji corner is no longer particularly attractive. We go back, we don't have to go back to it long to see when they were oversubscribed and it was a very sought after profession and people were very satisfied and very keen to join. And the other big indicator for us, the number of people who are choosing to either resign at, a, at an early stage in their career or to retire when they can rather than staying on. I mean, when people have their service done, they're choosing to leave the organisation. So all the indicators are from our perspective that people are not finding it a satisfying or rewarding uh, place to work anymore and that's very concerning for us but that comes as no shock because that's what I remember you're telling us Are they right in that judgement? Um, I suppose it comes down to personal opinion but certainly if you have experienced Gary who have worked for many many years in the force and they're saying that what they see the changes that are coming in make it not somewhere that they don't want to work and the young Gary who are who are resigning they are certainly telling us that it, it's a very challenging career and I, we don't really know what, what why that is or what is the problem. But certainly we believe that exit interviews are not being conducted and that research hasn't been collated. So the association are probably going to embark on some research. But certainly it, it, it's a very challenging environment out there and, and people do not feel supported and are not um, not finding it satisfying and, and then they're choosing to vote with their feet. And you're a, you're a serving member currently, Brendan? I am, that's correct, Santa. Is the job still what you perceived it to be when you signed up? I think what has changed, well, first of all, the, the job, it, it is what we perceive, but what what our members are telling us is that while the challenges of, let's say, you know, aggression and danger and stuff like that, that doesn't seem to be fact. People are ground down by the system and the bureaucracy and, and the, the box ticking and the form filling, and that isn't being addressed. It seems to be getting worse, and there's a kind of narrative out there that, you know, the guards is modernising and that they've more equipment and better equipment than ever before and that they've been re- relieved of their administrative burden by the increased numbers of guard staff. But that's not the reality for people on the front line. And every incident you go to now, there's, there's far more admin and far more, as I say, box ticking, and people just find that we're slaves to computers, we're slaves to the fear of an audit. You can't just go out there on patrol and, and make decisions and, and get the job done. So 
we're tied up in not uh, properly recording incidents that are going nowhere that aren't progressing. And we, we just they just feel that we our eye is off the ball and we can't get stuck into the stuff that we really need to get stuck into. And also you've got the the levels of oversight that are, are putting a burden on people that are. I mean, it's not that we don't believe in oversight and accountability, but the the, the level of scrutiny that's placed on people and on our members is not sustainable. And then you have the intrusion into your private life of uh, it's quite restrictive. So the, the, a, the issues are very complex, but certainly. What's manifesting itself? How the thing is manifesting itself that we're failing to get people who want to join the organisation or want to leave, and that's that's just a serious problem for us and for society. Brendan, thank you for taking the time for joining us this evening. That's Brendan O'Connor, who is Garda representative, Garda representative Association president, and he was talking about the Garda not just that are failing to, or the uh, people who are failing to apply to become guards, but also people who are serving guards who decide that the career is no longer for them. And one of them is Niall O'Connor, no relation to Brendan, who is himself a former guard, now a reporter uh, with the Journal. Niall, you're representative of the, some of the issues that Brendan is describing. Why did you decide to hang up the hat? Um. It's, it's it's a while ago now, but it's exactly the same issues and they haven't changed since uh, 2012 when I left at all. And I speak to my former colleagues and they're identical now. I mean, it was a case that at the time when I left, there was a significant problem around resourcing um, and a lack of resourcing. But there was also this, uh, which has no by all accounts worsened, uh, a kind of a punitive approach to leadership uh, in the job, which focused on you know, people who, uh, whilst trying to do the job as best they could, there was an awful lot of, we'd say, paperwork and an awful lot of a focus on trying to find uh, a risk so that the job couldn't be done. And I think that's essentially why a lot of people leave and that's pretty much the reason why I left. And is there any, obviously if you left in, in, in 2012, it wasn't a function then, but is there any possibility that it is to do with economics, that at a time when things are slightly tight, people look for long-term permanent pensionable employment, of which the Gardaí is a good representative, but that if there is more money knocking around in the economy than the jobs in IT and security and everything else, draw people away? You see, I think I think people ultimately join the Gardaí because they want to help, and it's one of these sort of jobs which is usually purposeful um, and I'm sure for a lot of Gardaí it's still a very purposeful job but there's an awful lot that goes with it which is very restrictive on your life there's an awful you know you're it's not alone shift work um, and bad rosters and, and all that issue but there's another problem with it is that you know with if, if you're out on the beat at the moment uh, there's a lot of aggression, a lot of problems in society. But you accept that as a guard. But then when you go back to the station and you have to deal with problems uh, around management and the way they deal with people, then that's also a, a substantial issue that might draw you away from the hardship of it. I mean, I think no one joins the guards expecting it to be easy. But I think they certainly uh, join uh, and end up leaving ultimately because of a, a kind of a toxic environment which is entirely led by uh, you know bad judgments from from people well away from the operational uh, footing. And is that soluble? If you're sitting in, in Helen McEntee's seat and you're thinking okay we need to get this number to effectively multiply itself by nearly a factor of 10 up from 90 to nearly 800 to kind of clear the blockages that you are describing the shift work element of it the intrusion into your private life and the attitudes of middle to senior management that's a fairly significant challenge to overhaul isn't it? 
Well, the, the extraordinary thing about the likes of Helen McEntee and others is that they have got these cultural audits now at this stage, which has told them all this. You know, Gardaí have told them what's wrong, but they've done nothing to fix it. They've done absolutely nothing to fix it. So, like, you know, very recently there was a, a cultural audit where Gardaí, uh, I think it was Garda and Sergeant Rank, basically said, you know, that they feel completely unwanted in the job and that they're, that they're not appreciated. Well, that's a workforce that's clearly not happy. But why hasn't that been dealt with? Why hasn't that been looked into? As Brendan O'Connor there said, and Brendan is a serving member, so he knows exactly, you know, there's no uh, exit interviews being done with these people to find out why the hell are they leaving? Now, there's a lot of anecdotal uh, stuff from talking to various different people that, you know, there's an issue around post-2013 contracts and pensions. There's issues around discipline. There's issues, uh, kind of punitive dis- discipline. There's issues around just the sheer toxicity that exists in the job at the moment towards people who may stand up and say, look, I'm not entirely happy with this. And the next thing they find themselves in difficulty. This is a, there's a myriad of issues there, but they've been told, the government have been told this repeatedly. And so has senior management in the Phoenix Park, but they've done nothing to fix it. In fact, if anything, it is no worse. Niall, thank you for your time this afternoon. That's Niall O'Connor, who is a reporter with The Journal and, of course, a former guard himself. And before him was Guard the Representative Association President Brendan O'Connor. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.